All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 111, people, and the day has finally come. It's Zion's debut. Drew and I are going to break down what exactly it means to be an All-Star and who should be on the All-Star team and Delonte West. We know you all saw the video. We're going to break down that whole situation. It's a tragic one. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Gluteus. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple, Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Epic sode 111. 111. It's a good one. We got to play on 112. We got to go I was, out. I know. I was thinking about that. We got to go out with 112. On the next one, bro. Peaches and cream. Don't, I know, dude. I already <laughs> thought about that. Don't jump the fucking gun, dude. Uh, well, is there a 111? I feel like there's a 111. 111. Is there 111. a band? No. It feels it's, like there's something. There. No, not no? 111. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a, uh, it's a lucky time on the clock. Like yeah. if you see one eleven eleven and then one eleven. Those are lucky ones. Hey, so it's it's uh what is tonight? Tonight's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night. Tonight was the was an anti- like one of the most highly anticipated games. Every almost every team is playing tonight. So they it's, are. It's a packed NBA uh you know schedule right it's, now. It's the Zion debut. Uh, ESPN switched their nationally televised game up just for this. Uh, for the Zion debut. <laughs> to make up for all the ones that they tried yes. without him there. Uh, Drew and I, we watched the Clipper game. This has been a very underwhelming evening for myself right now, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Clippers are on a back-to-back uh, against Atlanta. We took out Dallas last night. Play Atlanta tonight. In a great game. It was a great the game Dallas last game was night. great, yeah. If you didn't watch our story or uh, my story, Clips 555, you could have seen uh exactly the emotions that i was going through through that <laughs> game which was kind of intense and that's basically every game for myself so we're on a back-to-back drew came up here early uh the clipper game is 4 30 we're playing atlanta no pat bev no paul george no Kawhi leonard no Shocking. trey young for no atlanta. trey young for atlanta good god and, and atlanta came out balled out they actually beat the clippers okay <laughs> i'm not it was too, an ugly game it was super ugly we knew it from the beginning um I, we could have pulled it out at the end. Lou Will was back home. It was close, yeah. Uh, Lou Will had a decent game, had a bang out, which was pretty uh, – That was nice. You know, that hasn't happened a lot. But Clippers lose. Anyways, we have Miami Friday. I'm not even tripping on it. And we're not even talking about the Clippers right now. We can get in that, into that later. What we're talking about is, is the debut of Zion and all this fucking hoopla that's been around <laughs> this. And we are parts of that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like – I've been yeah. really excited for the for the Zion debut. Absolutely. He's on my fantasy team. I couldn't even start him tonight, which might be a good thing. <laughs> it turns out you shouldn't have started I, 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 him. Right? Okay. Shouldn't have started him tonight. Drew was telling me that there's a Zion cam, too. That they, there is. And ESPN had a ticker going. Oh, yeah. There's, the? there's a camera that, if you want to, on ESPN Plus, I think you can just watch just Zion, even I, when he's sitting on the bench, because he's only played eight minutes. We're, we're almost at halftime, and he's only going to play eight minutes in the first half. He's probably only going to play eight. Or 10 minutes in the second half, if that. What's his numbers right now, Drew? Three points, <laughs> two rebounds, I believe. One assist? No, uh, it's three rebounds, oh, two oh, points. Three, yeah, that's right. That's right. He has three rebounds, two, two points, points, one assist. One assist. And I think at least one or two turnovers. He's got a charge and an actual turnover. Two turnovers. <laughs> okay, so our takeaway so far was 
that automatically coming out the gates, they tried to do a double back screen to Zion to try to get that lob. And like Drew said, or what did you say, Drew? This is the wrong team to debut against. Oh, yeah. I, well, it turns out that his debut, for whatever reason, they pegged as this thir- this Wednesday night game against San Antonio, which, you know, as many of you already know, San Antonio may not be the most talented team, but they're definitely well-prepared. Yes. <laughs> and yes. as far as, like, defensive strategy goes, Greg Popovich is going to be able to kind of come with something that's not going to let Zion get wide open fucking, you know, screen and roll dunks. We're not going to let this guy bang on us. Right. So they started Trey Lyles and LaMarcus Aldridge, and they're sending a double team every time Zion touches the ball, which is not surprising. Right. Uh, the, the one bucket that he did get was on an offensive rebound putback. Uh, layup, which was you know pretty athletic move that he did, but outside of that, he has not looked. You know, you got to get your legs though. Drew. He hasn't it's looked lit- involved in the offense. It's like the, it's like Gentry, you know, didn't expect this to happen this early either because mm. they haven't really drawn up any plays for him. Uh, I mean, outside of the very first play with a double back pick for the alley oop, they have only really gotten him the ball in positions like in the mid post, and then as soon as he gets it, instead of being able to go one on one, they're sending a double. He's kicking it out. Nicely, I think he's making nice passes, but it's just not going to be a fun night for him tonight, I don't think, against San Antonio. And honestly, like if I'm Zion, one of the last people I want to go against my first game is a savvy NBA vet Greg in Bobovich. Marcus Aldridge. Yeah, oh, oh, no, and Aldridge, Pop- yeah, that's Aldridge, what I'm saying. Right, sure. Like, and I always bring this up on our shows, like LaMarcus, and I know he's not the LaMarcus of old and whatnot, but dudes like Marcus Aldridge and LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, uh, Scola gave uh, – Blake a lot of problems, yeah, yeah, and I just think Zion's going to have a lot of trouble tonight. But first look, first impression of Zion, and me and you both said he is so fucking big, he's like just he's massive. He's the biggest dude on the court, you can tell. And like, like Lamarcus is taller right. and like more ripped, but Zion's the biggest dude on the court. And we both said, "Damn, his ass is big." He just looks a little chunky, right? I mean, and again, this, this is not shocking. He had surgery and he had to stay off the floor for a while, like and. Naturally, when that happens, you would imagine, especially guys of the, a guy of this kind of stature, he needs to exercise, you know. To I think he's been doing that. Though. I'm sure he's in, you know, decent enough shape to play and everything. But we also know that he's not in like game shape, and he could definitely afford to lose ten to fifteen pounds, which we both think it'll happen over the course of him playing. I mean, naturally, as he gets more and more run, uh, more and more practice time, that weight should should start to drop off of him. But know- he needs it too because. For right now, he's carrying extra weight that he just doesn't need on his body. And it'll come out. And they, they say it normally takes like seven to ten games before you actually even get your legs. You right. You know what I'm to saying? To get into like regular And get shape. the feel. You haven't played right. You haven't played a game with these guys yet. Exactly. You know, and I don't mean to re- revert back to the Clippers, but even like, you know, we're still trying to figure our shit out with Paul George and Kawhi. Like, you got to yeah. play together for a while. And, you know, Lonzo's been looking really good. Yes. Ingram's been really good. They're, they've kind of found their groove. And I really like this team. We've said this from the beginning. Yeah. The young talent they have on the team, we're seeing with Hayes, who I, who we both like. Lonzo changed his stroke, and everything's looking pretty fluid with him right now. Yeah, he's looking great. Ingram should be an all-star. This is something I wanted to bring up on the last few pods, but yeah. we never have gotten to it. Yeah. His numbers are, his numbers are all-star numbers. He is. He really is. And um, <clears throat> I just think, obviously, they're not going anywhere this year. Right. But if they can incorporate – Zion into what the grand scheme of things with them, they're going to be just fine. Yeah. They're about three, I think two or three years away from doing something special, but we got to see what Zion's going to bring to the table. Right. Brandon Ingram is, is playing his ass off. I think the, the chance for him to get like most improved player is is on the table for 20, the year. 25, six and four is what he's averaging. And that, that I mean, granted he's on a, a losing team right now, uh, you know, a team that they're 17 and 27 as this game's being played and they're 12th in the West. So, you know, that's not great. And Devin Booker probably deserved a nod for All-Star, but most of the time the reason Both why of them should be All-Stars. Right, is because they're on shitty teams. So I think – I agree. I think Ingram should be an All-Star. I think Devin Booker should be an All-Star. Don't you agree, um, though, that All-Star shouldn't be based on what your team what your team record is? I think, it, I think, I think part, part of it should be that, but it shouldn't be the whole thing. Like, you shouldn't be disqualified simply because you're on a, a really poor team. Like, essentially, Devin Booker has been over the last couple seasons. He's definitely been an All-Star caliber player. But he's just been on the dog shit Suns, and nobody lets him in in the All Star game. So in- Ingram's twenty five six and four. Yeah. Booker's twenty seven four and six. Yeah. Okay. 
in my opinion, it's just, and I, you know how I feel about All Star yeah. All Star Game now. I'm so over it. I was I was really into it when I was younger. Now I just think it's a popularity contest, and I just really feel that I, I hate that there's positions. It should be mm-hmm. it should be the 12, 13 best players in the NBA from both conferences. That's right. what I don't care. First of all, everybody's a tweener, anyways. There's well now now when they do the voting, it's it's not like point guard, shooting guard. They do front court and back court. Mm-hmm. So you technically it's still it's like guards and then everybody else right that's the kind of the way that they've divided it up which is better than what it was because back when you had to put a center like a center in there everyone was like okay well that there's the the centers in the league are not any of the top 25 maybe 30 players in the league right like it was forcing you know you to choose Dwight Howard or you to choose Marcus Gasol or somebody like that that's still really solid but probably doesn't deserve to start in the game over somebody else that's that's more popular and a better player. So like is Cat going to be a fucking all-star? Yeah, I think he might. Why though? Right. So that's 22 same, and 11 the guy averages, That's the same right? argument for <clears throat> Booker and for uh and for um Ingram is that, you know, guys putting up monster numbers on a team that's not doing that great, but does he deserve to be an all-star? So all all-stars should be on good teams? No, but right? I think that I think that plays into it for sure. Right, like, d- does Damian Lillard deserve to be an All Star this year? Hundred percent. Right, he's on a losing team right now. Right, that's, so a lot of teams are are a losing team though. Well, yeah, the, I would say outside we have, uh, I think, a total of thirteen teams with winning records right now in the in the NBA. So yeah, the majority seventeen other teams have losing records. Like Montre, like Carl uh, Anthony Towns is more of an All Star than Montrez Harrell. Montrez is twenty and seven. All Star right. means like, and if we're talking about okay, so. Cat's on a bad team, but right. he'll still be an all-star. But Trez, who's an intricate part of our squad, right? And if we're not, we don't have the record we have without Montrez, That's right? True. Yeah. So who's more valuable, Trez or Cat? Who's more valuable, Lou Williams or Damian Lillard? You know what I'm saying? And right. should Lou Williams make it over Damian? Probably not. Should Lou Williams be in the conversation to be an all-star? And you know what's crazy, Drew? I think it was a year ago. This episode yeah. that me and you got into it, the one of our best heated arguments. Yeah, Lou will being an all star. We right. had we had this same conversation last year. Yeah, that's right. And you were completely against it, right? I, I remember like pulling pulling your leg a you little did, bit. You did, you did. You fucking. I, I you said knew something about somebody else. Oh. Was it Teague? I, I, no, it wasn't Teague. It wasn't. Fuck Teague. no, it wasn't Teague. Because we would have gone to blows. Oh, it was Derrick Rose. It was Derrick Rose. Rose. It was Derrick. Okay, Rose. that's enough. Okay, going off of that yeah, though. That's what it was. That Listen, was funny. that was funny. No, it was funny. And Drew, <laughs> Drew knows how to push my buttons, and he pushed them. But I'm actually glad you brought up D Rose because yeah. here's another guy that should be an All Star. Okay, he's yeah. putting up All Star numbers, and he's on a shitty team. We're seeing a lot of these players that are really, really good. Yeah. Why was Jamal Crawford never an All Star? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I I just think it's a popularity contest, and I hate the fact. I I think the fans should be able to vote for maybe like for the alternates, for maybe like two alternates for the All Star game. It should be voted. I think All Star should be voted by coach, coaches, yeah. media, and players. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how it's determined. I mean, that's how they compile the <laughs> list. Yes, the fan vote has. A part to do with, I believe, the starting lineup and maybe uh, one other item, but like, and who the team captains are. But isn't that what happens now? Is like the fans vote for who gets to be put into the pool, and then the players get to choose their team. I'm actually, right? I maybe this is something I shouldn't even speak about, and we shouldn't be know more about it. I don't really know how it all happens. Well, that's I think that's what they do now. Is right that now what happens is the top two vote getters are the team captains, mm-hmm. right? And then from there they get to pick the their team. Based on the pool of players selected by uh, the coaches, the media, and I believe the rest of the NBA players vote on this as well. And then from there, the team is is formed up just of those players. So they, I think they, they still will get around to actually having a legit team uh, with no nobody crazy on it like we talked about. Like no Taco Fall, no Caruso, none yes. of that. Uh, you know, I don't think Vince Carter or Dwight Howard deserves to be an all-star. No. But I, I, you know, going back to your point um, uh, between like Cat and Montrez, I, I do think for whatever reason that Cat deserves it for some mm-hmm. reason more than than Montrez does. Why? And because Why, his Drew? numbers are better, right? His numbers are better by two points and four and three, rebounds. Okay, but twenty two and eleven is a lot better than twenty and seven. Cat is a starter that plays thirty three minutes a game. Trez plays a lot of minutes. He, okay, okay, dude. But if we're talking about Trez, what Trez brings. To our team, yeah. he is an all-star of our team. Now check this out, Kawhi. Yes, you're in. Okay, Paul you're George. Definitely, no, okay? you don't think Paul George? Is an no, all-star? I oh. don't. 
Is he is he an all star on our team? Yes, he's an all star on our team. He didn't play enough games. Not enough way? games okay. for me. All right, and I, and I'd be fine with him not making. Is is Paul George an all star? Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. But he hasn't played enough. I games. think he'll get voted in. Now, I think he'll be an all star. He, this he year. will, yeah. which is which to me is unfair to Montrez and to Lou Williams, uh-huh. who has who have played literally every single game. Right, Lou. I, Lou's missed a couple, but uh, so do you think Devin Booker? And uh, and uh, and Ingram deserve to be an all star over like Trez and Lou Will. I okay, so no. Well, yeah, I think Booker would get in over Lou Will. Right. My o- my only thing is that I look at clutch points too. Right. Lou Will at the end of a game, uh, you can look at his numbers. Like him oh, he's and Chris, crazy. Him he's and Chris crazy. Paul are like Four number quarter. one right now. Right. Right. right, right. He's shooting forty five percent from three. Clutch clutch minutes means it's within five with five minutes left in the game. Right. And Lou Will, and same thing with Jamal Crawford. And I don't want to get on Jamal Crawford, but I'm saying when the spotlight is on and it's time to get a bucket, you're getting it, right? Yeah. And I I showed a stat the other day that people were just – that got all upset about. I put LeBron's clutch minutes. Oh, minute. yeah, that was a good one. I, I, and it's just numbers, dude. I'm not doing this to piss anybody off. LeBron shoots 14% from three in clutch, in clutch minutes. It's just a fact, okay? Yeah. And, and anyone who's watched LeBron can – you 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 know it you've right. seen it because it's it's unavoidable right. it happens in clutch time and so then i get into a conversation with our basketball friends like who would you rather have taking the last shot in a game lou williams or lebron james and honestly i'm not saying it cuz i'm a, i'm a homer i would rather have lou williams take the shot He's done it way more times, I think. He's a better free throw shooter. We all know this, and yeah. especially your favorite. He's a better your, shooter too, just in general. Right, yeah. and your favorite. Uh, one of your favorite stats is LeBron last three minutes of games oh, yeah. at the free throw line. He's terrible. So if we're going Booker or Lou Williams, right? And we said Booker's at twenty-seven, four That's and six, lot. which is nice. That's a lot. Okay, Lou's at twenty. Uh, I don't know uh, assists like twenty four and four probably right. something like that. But Booker is the the a number one main guy on that fucking squad that's yep. going to get you buckets. Yep. And if we're going off the wins of the squad, then yeah, Clippers are. Oh, I don't know what we dropped to tonight. We might have dropped a third tonight. We were second before. It's all really tight. It's in that super two tight. Four two through five is real real close. Do I feel that Brandon Ingram deserves to be an All Star? One hundred percent. I do too. And if you can name somebody, well, like I, in for instance, like in place of someone like Paul George, if Paul mm-hmm. George. For yes, whatever reason, yes. doesn't make it. Yeah, I think Ingram should be there. I do think Paul George will still be an All Star. I don't like and that though. Drew. I don't. I don't like it either. I mean, right? Uh, it's the same thing that we talked about with Kyrie. Like Kyrie doesn't deserve no. to be an All Star, and he's going to be an All Star. Yeah, but you know what? This every year this seems to happen, and it is more of a show now than 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 anything else. You know, the, the All Star game literally doesn't matter anymore. There's nothing on the line for the win other than money, I guess. But it might be on the line contract-wise. Like, if Lou Williams yeah, can, if might, he, might get a million-dollar bump if he makes if an, he all-star makes an all-star, team. all-star team. Exactly. You know, which, if is get, why you, which is why making an all-star team is the most important aspect, not so much being, being an all-star and playing, the game. and playing in the game. But maybe for – okay, dude. I, honestly, Montrez Harrell should be an all-star. He 100%. I, Montrez Harrell deserves it over Cat 100%. That's that's my personal opinion, and yeah. I think a lot of people that watch basketball would say the same thing. Well, someone someone might say, well, then if Montrez deserves it, like why doesn't Hassan Whiteside deserve it? He's having a crazy year this year. I think he's averaging like there's maybe sixteen and twelve or something like that. He's having a really good year. But then if we're going off the wins and losses, what team is better, right? right? So and obviously, if you say Cat or Hassan Whiteside over Montrez, you have to go with Montrez, and you know. You have to. Yeah. And, you know, okay, so let's talk West really fast. Okay. okay? The locks already. LeBron, oh, okay. AD. Okay. Uh, Harden. Harden. Luka, Kawhi. Okay. Okay. Those, those are your – those five locks, For right? For sure. And then we got to look at Ingram, Dame. Yeah. Um, You're looking at Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Mitch, who should deserves to be there too. You're right. D'Angelo Russell. Nope. Right? He's terrible, but he's averaging 23 a game. But he's not playing. He hasn't played – is he playing enough? Yeah, he's played. I mean, he's played a pretty decent amount of mm-hmm. uh, games. Demar Derozan at twenty-two yes, and a he, half. Yes, um, Wiggins twenty-two and a half. Nope, I know. Port, uh, CJ McCollum twenty-one nope. and a half. Drew Holiday twenty points a game. Buddy Heald. Nope. And then Lou Will. Lou Will, according to this, is averaging nineteen point nine points a game. Jokic is one of the Jokic, ones that'll definitely that. yeah, be in. Forgot there. about him. Sorry. Um, but then yeah, there's Trez right there at nineteen point one per game. I mean, so there's definitely a case for. For both Lou Will and uh, Montrez, I would say they're definitely in the top 50 players for sure in the league. 
And when you start weeding it down, it's really difficult to kind of narrow out who should be an all-star, who shouldn't be. And that's, I'm talking top. It's difficult. It's 26 that go, though. Right. 24? Tw- I think it's 13. Oh, is it 13? I think it's 13. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but. Um, so he's definitely in the conversation. Right. I mean, because, you know, Steph's out and, and Clay's out, like that really did leave some space vacant that would normally be locked up by right. those two players. Even though I guess Steph is trying to come back, I saw that he's. Trying I don't to come back like that at all. No, 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 no. That look, that's not March. Terrible. They said. Yeah, March. Yeah, I don't like that at all. But I do think I think Paul George, I think Donovan Mitchell will be an All Star. I also think Russell Westbrook will be an All Star. He's averaging twenty five a game. Yes, and so of course it just the the spots are few and far between. But I think if I had to choose between someone like Booker and someone like Ingram. You know, that's a fucking coin flip. That is, right? I, I don't really – I mean, the records are pretty bad, and their numbers are But we've are seen a huge jump from Ingram. Right, and right? I think, you know, the storyline – I mean, it, Booker's still never been an all-star, right? So this would be a big deal for him. I think he's definitely earned it over the last couple seasons. I would lean more towards giving it to Booker for that reason. Didn't and I, Dame think, go through the same thing, though? Like, Dame yeah. – because Steph and – Yeah, and, it was just, it's right. impossible to get <laughs> to right. get into that mm-hmm. into that backcourt, um, especially with the, uh, with the emergence of someone like Luca, right? Who's t- definitely taking somebody's spot this year? And they had so, nothing but praise for Luca. Dame yeah. said the same thing. Like, Dude, Dame he, had a really great, good quote saying, "Like, yo, he's not a second year player. He's been a pro for six years. Right? You know what I'm saying? He's been a pro for six years. Exactly. And then you can see. It. I mean, that's the reason why he's doing so well. Right. And and honestly, that should give a lot of hope to anybody who's uh, whose team drafts somebody that's been playing overseas. It's like, yo, these guys can be legitimately professional players immediately on the court like 28 year old cat for uh, for new orleans pelly or pell or melly melly yeah. whatever that guy he's yeah. 28 year old rookie yeah steps right in and doesn't miss a beat he he's, started he's hot to this year too he did, yeah I, he did. Was, I was hyped on him on my fantasy team his first three games was like he was lit definitely but yeah you're right it's a toss-up for for all-star uh, I, I think the east i mean derrick rose definitely should be an all-star yes uh, i think dinwiddie should definitely be an all-star yes. And the East is easier because there's Derrick Rose over Kyrie though. There's less. No, if, I think I think there's space for Kyrie also. Right. I think I do because there's just less stars over there right now. Jimmy Butler for sure has like, to be. Simmons in. is in there for sure. Giannis. Um. Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Giannis Embiid. I think Siakam's going to be an All Star. He should. Uh, but I, I really like, I think we, like, if we're talking about maybe placing some bets on like some, uh, some like long-term awards, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to put some money down on Ingram for most improved player. Would you take Ingram over D Rose for most improved player? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Cause Derek Rose has done this before. It, it's like it most was a while improved, ago though, no, but he's done it before, right? So he's a fucking MVP. Ingram so. ain't tore both his ACLs though. Definitely and not. Ingram but Ingram did... also hasn't played at this level yet. Okay. So, okay, like so you know what? This, you know what? You're right, dude. So let's get into this conversation. So there's been a lot of trade talk for Derrick Rose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Clippers called. They're interested. The Lakers are obviously interested, supposedly from what we hear. And I, I just, if I'm Derrick Rose, I kind of want to be where I'm at. His situation is perfect for him, right? It's obvi- Yeah, well, it's perfect because he's thriving. He's obviously working for him, he right? He had 22 and 11 tonight. Tonight, right? Yeah. And that's Six basically boards. his average, yeah, right? Yeah, crushing it. Well, not 11 assists, not 11. but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's basically what he's doing. He's doing 20, 22 points a game. Uh, he's killing. He looks spry. He looks froggy. Uh, a lot of the offenses run through him. Obviously, Blake isn't there. Uh, I, I really wish those guys could be yeah. healthy at the fucking same yeah, time together. It does because they might have something really special. Right. And unfortunately for the past four years of Derrick Rose's career, he's just been written off. Like it's done. He's done. He's washed. The knees aren't there. Didn't He was depressed in Cleveland. Right. New York didn't fucking work out. And now he's in this situation, right? Oh, that shout I, out to Tom Thibodeau, though. Because Tibbs doesn't get enough fucking love Tibbs at all. The credit. To, to sign him up in Minnesota when D-Rose is pretty much out of the league. So shout out to Tibbs uh, for doing that. Well, Derrick Rose is a, is a hard-ass worker, yeah. and he loves the game of basketball. He still has his first basketball like that he takes with him everywhere. I said, if I, if I didn't have this, I would have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know. So this goes into the conversation about situational players, like being in the right situation. We're seeing with Jordan Clarkson in Utah, mm-hmm. like this is the right situation yeah. with him. We're seeing with Montrez Harrell in in the Clippers. This is the Lou Williams. This is the right situation for you. Dwight Howard right now, this is the right situation, perfect perfect situation for you yep there was some shit that you brought up today that we saw online and i don't know if it's clickbait i don't know what it is but they they posted about zach levine in uh, a laker jersey and you brought it up to me yeah and i said i want to wait and talk about it on the show because yeah having zach levine 
on the Lakers on paper would be great. Yeah. But Zach Levine in Chicago right now is putting up crazy fucking numbers. Yep. They because he is the only guy, kind of like Derrick Rose, kind of like Devin Booker in this situation. Bringing him to LA, I think will totally ruin what his whole flow, his whole game. You, you understand what I'm saying? Sure. It would pro- it definitely I'd rather have Levine than than Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You would. Well, yeah, that's the idea would be like in in the post it was supposed to be Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma for Zach Levine. And I don't think the money matches up cuz Levine's making a shit ton of money uh, after he signed his new deal. So, you know, it, it I definitely think it was probably clickbait. I I don't really see Chicago letting go of Levine if they're still in rebuild mode, like they not have, for Danny Green and Kuzma, right, they still have their pillar. Like if they're in rebuild mode, we get it, but they actually want to build around somebody right. when, you, when you're in a rebuild. A so, star, and and, right. and and Zach Levine is a star, dude. Right. Unfortunately, he's just on a shitty team once again. Yeah, you know what I mean. We have we have six elite teams in this NBA, and then everybody else is literally at the in the fork of the road, bro. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, are we are we bad? Are we gonna be good? Yeah. Can we draft well? The, you know, most of these teams in the league, Drew are literally five years away from it, right? right. Yeah, a lot of them chose that we, path. Yeah, they did. And yeah. we look at the Pelicans, and we're, we're still looking at them with all this young talent, and we're like, they're still three years away from even being like a, a decent playoff team. Right. Chicago being in the East, you know. Now, listen, if if LeBron was not in L.A. Sure. and you had a chance to get Levine and Anthony Davis together, I would love to see that because Levine, I mean, he had – That's what Chicago thought. That's what Chicago's thinking right now with this offseason with AD being a free agent. Because they want him to come home. Yeah, of course they do. Right? And, yeah. you know, we still don't know where that's going to be. Right. We, we don't. I, I mean, just, so like, about the, the whole trade thing, like, it's, it's been pretty quiet. Honestly, by now, we tend to have, like, you know, a couple moves. I mean, there's been two, right? We have the Jeff Teague back to Atlanta trade um, out of Minnesota. And uh, you have the the Baysmore trade out of Portland to Sacramento. Yeah, boring. And uh, you know it, nothing crazy right. happened there. I mean, Portland just saved a shit ton of money by making that trade, so it was a smart trade for Portland. Um, and they actually got one of their old draft picks back. <laughs> Caleb Swanigan was drafted <laughs> by Portland in the second round out of Purdue, and he ends up back in Portland after one or I think just one season on the, on the Kings. But normally we see some action at this time, so I think you know we we have a couple of weeks before the February sixth trade deadline. Uh, but there is a lot of teams like we're talking about that are in this fork in the road, like you're saying, and that that really are maybe one or two players away from actually it, it clicking and making sense. So as much as we've been talking about Drummond being shopped around, we've brought up Derek Rose countless number of times, the Morris twins continually uh, on the trade block. None of this shit is happening yet, and I'm I'm really surprised. So the one thing that did happen today that I saw was that Josh Richardson uh, left the game with a hamstring injury. That might spurn the Sixers to make some sort of move because they can't really they need him on the floor. Well, the Sixers were looking were the third team looking at D Rose too, right? Looking for that point guard exactly. And so I so okay, if I'm Detroit right now, we have an all star potential all star in Derrick Rose once again. Like you got to get your value back. I think the teams are getting like Drew and I like to say tight buttholes. Like yeah. Lakers are number one. You know, in the Western Conference, why, why, why? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Clippers are third, second or third right now. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, there's holes, right? Sure. The holes for the clip, the holes for the Lakers are shooting. The holes for the Clippers are we're, we're not big enough. Rim protection, all that shit. But is it worth giving up the guys that have been with us since day one, the Mo Harklesses and the Jermichael Greens, and you know these guys who have been, you know, three uh, and D guys for us. Is it worth to give up for – like, what's Derrick Rose going to do for the Clippers? I just don't see it working. There's not one player, Drew, that, I've, I, that I have honestly said, and we talk about this on every pod, that I'm like, yeah, we definitely need him. Yeah. You know, like, there was even that murmur about, like, Alex Lynn and, and, and uh, what's the, what, the other white boy's name in Phoenix? Yeah, uh, Baines. Uh, Baines. You yeah. know, like, why would we even – No. There's no reason. Like, no. we in, for, unless you're going to get – uh, I don't even know who 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 the hell you would really want. Well, Derrick want. Rose. I mean, for me, I've said it a couple right. times. Like, I that is that would be ideal. Like, that's something. That's a spot we need to shore up. Uh, if we don't have to give up Kuzma to get Derrick Rose, I want it to happen. I think you'd have to though. I I I don't. I then I don't want it to happen. Right. right? Like okay. that's my whole thing. Like like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But it doesn't mean that you can't patch a hole. Like like you like you just mentioned. There's there is holes not only in the Clippers organization, <laughs> but in pretty much every single team that's that's in the league right now. 
So for me, like, yes, if we can plug one of those holes up by getting Derrick Rose and not having to give up a core member of our team, then I want to do it. Obviously, for Detroit, it doesn't make sense for them to have Derrick Rose. Like, if they're in full rebuild mode, they want to trade everybody, they want to trade, you know, Drummond, they want to trade Kennard, they want to trade the Morris, like, they, they... if they're doing that, then it makes sense for them to let Derrick Rose go now at his peak. I mean, you're going to get as much value as possible out of Derrick Rose at this particular time. He's playing his ass off. So when if you know it, the, the whole saying goes, try and sell high, now's the time. Um, I do think we'll see him move if you know at the very least, even if Drummond doesn't move, I think he'll he'll go to another. What's wild team. is they both want to be there. They both have said, I like it here. I want to play here. I would rather have those two guys that actually want to be here than bring in and then rebuild and and spend another three years. Try and draft somebody else and and see. I mean, dude, we've talked about this draft already a little bit. This draft is soft. Mm -hmm. And this is like maybe one of the worst college basketball seasons in in recent memory. There's no stars, and every team keeps losing. There's nobody that can hold you know, the number one position in college basketball. And the, and the ones overseas, like, LaMelo's not even playing anymore because he bruised his ass. Yeah, he's over it. So he's not even playing anymore. And he's going to spend the rest of the, this Just year prepping. preparing. Right. So and, like, played, Cassius like, Stanley's the only guy that really sticks out to me. Like, damn, this dude. Real exciting. Yeah, and, and he's got major potential, like, mm-hmm. super potential. That's the only guy. But it, it, it's not like Zion. And he, he's not he's not Zion. Right. That's the thing. I, he's not even R.J. Barrett. Right. Like, he's not. Max. He's – He's more along the lines of a Cam Reddish at this point because Cam Reddish, I mean, shit, bro, he has everything you would want in a player. 6'8", he can run, he can jump, he can dribble, he can shoot pretty well. He's a better shooter than we, Stanley. We watched him Cassius tonight, Stanley. right? And I think, unfortunately for Cassius, like, he's finding out at Duke while he's there that he's, you know, he's a superior athlete to most players, but he's he's on the same level with most of them skill-wise. And that's something he's definitely got to improve on. I definitely see him being in the league next year, and I definitely see him having a long career if he can get that fucking shit in line. But back to what we're saying, like, this trade deadline can make or break people's seasons. The fact that it's so quiet makes me think that there might be a flurry of something happening soon. Because when it's this quiet, that means that a lot of people are trying to talk shit through. Uh, people like Daryl Morey, people like the fucking Jerry West, Danny the Warriors Ainge, GM, these guys, yeah. like the Warriors in prime position to make some serious trades. Like Alec Burke is crushing it for them right now. They don't fucking need that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they don't. They, they don't need anybody on this team other than Draymond that's currently playing for them. Everyone should be available for trade. So you, you see Chuck's quote for Draymond. Averaging I a did. triple, he ain't triple been talking single? much. He ain't been talking much since since he's been averaging a triple single. That was so cold. Draymond clapped back with it too. Did <laughs> what did he say? Draymond said, "Chuck always sounds like he's talking about food." Ah, <laughs> the triple single. What a dick! And he says, "Maybe he's talking about my rings." There was oh, was a damn! Tri- it's single. always it always goes back to the goddamn <laughs> rings, bro. We had when when I posted that, we had some people that were really just like anti-Chuck and just so pro-Draymond. And I kind of stayed out of it because sure. I, I like it when people go on our page and comment and they argue with each other. Right. Our boy Art by Kevin, who's making my portrait right now, as he should be because we had nice. our bet. Well, we had our bet at the beginning of the season. He said Russell Westbrook will average a triple-double this year. And I may, I remind him every – He's close. He's not. He's pretty close. He's, it's the whole year, nah. No? Nah. He's not close? Nah. I mean, it, you got you to gotta get those assists up, dog. Got to get those assists up. Tell me how close he is, Drew. So he's averaging like seven rebounds and seven assists. Yeah, not enough, bro. That isn't enough. No, I said it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And the bet was, I forgot what I had to give him because I didn't even care. I said I would have given you the, 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 you know, you can take the pink. Yeah, take the pink slip to the truck, dude. Like, (laughs) you're going to paint a portrait of me. So there will be a portrait of myself up here. It it was funny because. I always remind him of it, and he even said, man, just send me the picture over, fam. I'll, <laughs> I'll start drawing it. Yeah, um, seven and seven. So, yeah, he's averaging like 25, seven, and seven, which is still pretty fucking good. It's great. On a team that has James Harden on it. Facts. Yeah. And James Harden, I want to get into. Yeah. One for 17 the other night. Wow. You know, and it's like I, I posted under the caption, like, shooters keep shooting, but he's had a few of these games in his career, he has. right? It's like his fourth or fifth game. like Where he's shot like 4%. Right. You know? With one of, I think he's had one other game where he was one of 17. That's of 16 or that's what i'm saying so it's like what is it in james harden i I understand shooters keep shooting but normally it's like when you get nine to ten like landry shamit if you go oh for your first four 
keep shooting that fifth, that sixth. Yeah. When you get to that one for fucking 12, <laughs> stop, <laughs> right. dude. And you have Russell Westbrook on your squad yes. and a Capella and, like, dudes like, like let's dime this bitch out a little bit. Right. He still got 29 points that game. Right, because of free throws. Yeah, because right. of free throws. Right. But what do you think about that, dog? So, so to me, I'm not going to sit here and say that James Harden, God, what a fucking idiot, like – I, I I'd rather have James Harden taking seventeen threes than Russell Westbrook taking seventeen. Russell threes. only shot one three pointer in that game. Good for you, Russ. Yeah. Somebody learned. Somebody's learning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But wouldn't you? I'd rather have James Harden keep shooting the three because that's their whole offense. They shoot fucking threes. Like they'd rather have uh, Zion or excuse me, Zion. This is what happens when we watch the game and we're uh, oh Zion's in again. Is he is back? Woo, in again. Zion's back in. And Let's it, see what he can do. It's an eleven point game and uh, Aldridge is going off nine tonight. Point game. By the, nine, nine point, point game. Excuse me, my math is way off. But anyways, one for seventeen and and Harden haters love those oh, games. Yeah. <clears throat> they they fucking love them. Dude. I think I mean, the miraculous part about this is, as you said, is he he got twenty nine points. Mm-hmm. He shot one of seventeen from three and still got twenty nine damn points, which is unbelievable. I mean, one of most 17... people don't take seventeen yeah. shots in a game. <laughs> Maybe in three games. Zion with the rip through and one. Oh, he's going to the line. First free throws for Zion. Zion's big ass. He's got the longest strut in the world, too. He walks like it's a like, pimp, it's dog. It's a waddle. It's a bit of a waddle. He went right by LaMarcus Aldridge. Not, I mean, LaMarcus was with him, though. He fouled the shit out of him. Yeah. Okay, Zion. Look at his legs, bro. Take his, a breath. Take his, a breath. His shorts don't even fit right, dog. Oh, oh short so short, first. so short. Short on his first NBA free throw. The shoes look real ugly too. I'm not feeling Zion tonight, dude. Well, he's uh, he's with uh, Jordan, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's Jordan now. So they got Zion and Luca Jordan. They do. Look at that. Okay, okay, one for two. It's a fling. One for two. Zion Z. Zion's big night. What's he at now? Five points. He's at four points. Three. <laughs> three points. Eight. Still nine minutes. Three points. One for two field goals. Oh my lord! Still doesn't have a shot in the second. No. Right? Um, all right. Well, just back to this, like the uh, the the Rockets Oklahoma City mm-hmm. game, which Oklahoma City won, uh, despite you know James Harden having twenty nine and Russell Westbrook having thirty two. You know, Chris Paul, Schroeder, and Gallinari went off in that game. So I, you know, the thing you know, Chris Paul wanted to get in that ass oh, yeah. that game. It okay. was the return, I believe. Yeah, it was that. It was. I think it was in Houston. I don't really have much to say about the one for seventeen. I don't really know. It, you know, in D'Antoni's system, you're not allowed to pass up that shot. Right, especially if you're James Harden. So Dan Tony's always just going to be like, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit that you're one for 15. Just please, shoot it. Please shoot another one. Right. I don't care that you're one for 16. Please shoot another one. So, you know, and they only lost by five points, which is miraculous because Eric Gordon was also one of eight from three. So you had two guys go two for, what is that, 20, 26? Two for 23 from three, and they still almost won that game. Um, he's still averaging 37 points per right. game. Uh, you know, we understand the way that it works with him. It's just a, it's a sheer numbers game. He's going to keep putting up shots that he can take, whether he makes them or not. I mean, it, it and is. they'd rather him shoot a three than a two. Exactly. Shoot a, how many times do you see James Harden shoot like a, a, a 15, jump shot, a 15 never. foot pull up? Ever. He never does. And if you looked, I don't know if you saw there was the there was this post all over Twitter and Instagram the other day, like from the. Shots taken in 2012 yeah. compared to 2019, yeah, 2020. Where they were taken on the and floor. And it's all threes because coaches are telling you, if you're going to take a 17-footer. It's all threes are dunks. Yeah, you might or foul, get to the fucking line. Yeah. I feel you, dude. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, and we can't hate on James Harden. James Harden can come out and give you 60 any freaking night. Right. But the, the, the James Harden haters will say, this is why he's not LeBron. This right. is why he's not Kawhi. This mm-hmm. is why he's not Kobe, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it is just fuel for the fire for those people. And to be quite honest, they're not wrong. They're not. I mean, I, you know, like we said, when you, I think when you posted that, but there's only been maybe one or uh, maybe there was like Dennis Scott was like the only other guy to miss that many <laughs> shots from three outside of James Harden. Like James Harden had done it maybe four or five times. Dennis Scott was the only other name that came through. Uh, which is pretty fucked up for Dennis Scott. It, D. Scott, uh, he got shouted out there. Um, and for that reason, I kind of think for some reason, I still hold him below, uh, definitely below LeBron, and I definitely below yeah, Kobe and, yeah. and all those guys. He, even though he's averaging you know, 37 a game, which neither you know Kobe or LeBron has ever done. Yeah, but okay, now that you bring that up and you think, of, when I just brought up the fact that you never see him do like a, 
uh, a 15 foot pull up. You never see him do a fadeaway fucking fall away shot like Kobe or like any of these guys. His bag is dribble, 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 get to the lane, foul, or step back three. Three. That's just what it is. Yep. And defensively, obviously, he's a liability. He doesn't really focus his efforts on on defense defense at all. But you know what's wild, dude, is even watching the Clipper uh, Dallas game last night. I watched Porzingis take Porzingis was 0 for 6 from 3. Yeah. All he did was shoot threes last night. And I kept yelling at the screen like I was a Dallas fan. Like you fuck you 7 3. What well, are you doing shooting? I know he can shoot it, Drew. Yeah, no, th- th- that question was brought up recently to Rick Carlisle, I believe like maybe a week or two ago. Uh and you know, cuz it's a valid fucking question. Like this dude is 7 foot 3. Why do you, why do you why is he always twenty eight feet from the basket? And why? And he's he has a bag in the post too, though. He does. Right? He does. And and Carlisle's response was, you know, I think he he kind of took it off the cuff, and and he was like, we have a we have a seven three guy throwing an alley oop to a six ten guy. That's pretty cool in my book. I'm pretty sure they like played that is what Bo- he they played Bobby and and Porzingis at the same time last night. Yeah. And we still won the game, but we were so outmatched height wise. Oh yeah. And but running Bobby and Porzingis at the same time could make you a liability. Right. Not on the not necessarily on the defensive end. But if if your seven foot three guy is going to stay thirty feet out, any coach would want that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and, and so I mean to be honest, right, we've we we've seen games where Porzingis is amazing from right? beyond the arc. So we know his potential there. Uh, and we know, I mean, shit, dude, he's got a hell of a stroke for mm-hmm. for as big as he is. It looks so smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a six seven guy taking a jump shot. Um, so, and we know this is also the way that the, the league is going. I'm, we shouldn't be sitting here super surprised that a guy with that kind of skill level just keeps staying. I mean, like we're saying, James Harden never shoots a mid range jumper. Most of the league, like we saw in that in that chart. That's just what it is. You're either supposed to be dunking the ball or you're, or you're supposed to be shooting a three. Yeah, but you know what? I watched Dame Lillard get 61 the other night yeah. doing everything. Threes, step back, uh, post, jumper, mid-range, foul, everything. That shit's undervalued, and I don't think we know how special Dame is. 61, guys, and we're not even – like it, it, it ran its cycle in 24 hours. 61, you know? Can you imagine if Zion got 61 oh in a game? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. Right? No. And then, like, if Harden does it or Dame does it right. or Booker does it, it's like, yeah, well, they could do that any night of the week. Like, it's not that impressive. It's very fucking impressive. It is impressive. But when you're getting a majority of those points for the free throw line, too, but guess what? That's the way the game's going, and if you can hit free throws, that's how you're going to get it. We, we saw tonight uh, uh, Lakers beat New York in New York. Not too shocking, but AD didn't have a great game, but he was 9 for 9 from the free throw line. If you're a big man like Porzingis that can shoot fucking free throws, yeah. you can get that. You can get that. I, t- I told you like under my breath, like if, De- if DeAndre back in the day could shoot 80% from the free throw line, the dude would have been putting up Shaq numbers almost. <clears throat> you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Shaq numbers meaning he probably could have been 26, 27, and 12 every single right. night. Yeah, and if Shaq could have made his free throws. <laughs> he who, could have been knows? Wilt numbers. Who knows what would have happened. Right. Totally. Right. No, nah, But, I mean, I, I get it, right? Like, it, there definitely should be times. Like, this is why coaching is, is so important, right? We look at trends. We can look at shot charts. But coaching is important in the moment, right? This is why coaches actually still have their value, in my opinion, uh, in the NBA is it's for in-game decisive decisions that you need to make and run specific plays for. Carlisle can be you know fine and dandy with having Porzingis never be in the post all game until it comes down to time for you know fourth quarter for them to get a bucket. And if they have a small forward on Porzingis out there because he's just beyond the three, please run a play for him in the post. Do the smart thing as a head coach or as a point guard. Whoever you know, Luca should be calling plays. If he sees the matchup on the floor that makes it makes sense for Porzingis to be in the post, they should still do that. So I I do think you know a lot of uh, those decisions that come in those last you know five minutes of the fourth quarter of NBA games are overlooked. And a lot of times this is where games are won and lost. Right? Teams are constantly. Uh, up by twenty during the course. We of the saw NBA it tonight, game. multiple times across the across the board. Teams are always going to make their runs. The NBA is, is a is a league of of making your run and surviving it and trying to get down to the to the fourth quarter. And a lot of the times, those games end up close, even though they were down by twenty twenty five at some point. So, Carlisle definitely needs, and everyone, all the, all the NBA coaches really need to pay attention to those matchups because I think sometimes that get that escapes them and they're just. Fine, okay, it doesn't matter that there's a 6-7 guy guarding Porzingis because we just still want him to shoot threes. So they just need to pay more attention. All right, so obviously, Drew, the story of the week. 
you know, which blew up on social. It was about six months ago that we posted a picture of Delonte West, right? Yep. That people didn't believe was Delonte West. He was looking horrible on a street corner, smoking a spliff. Everybody, nobody fucking believed us. Nobody believed the post. Um, he looked, thought it was like old or something. Well, they just, you know, a lot of people commented like, dude, I, 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 I chilled with Delonte a couple weeks ago. I saw him. Everything's all good. Right, right. Everything is not all good. No. So a video surfaces of Delonte, of a cop, first of all, on a body cam. Uh, and Delonte's going on a rant. Delonte obviously looked disheveled. It was disturbing, yo. It was disturbing. It gave me chills when I watched it. The The second I saw it, A, number one, I knew it was him. You can tell by the tattoos on the neck. And the, and his birthmark on his face. A hundred percent. If you think it's not him, it's it, it's him. That okay? birthmark, is that, that, you know, that goes everywhere. It goes it's everywhere with you. You can see it. Yeah. It's a um, trademark. It broke my heart, dude. So Delonte got his ass kicked, right? And this is how the story goes. The story goes, he throws a bottle, be, be, throws a bottle over his homie's head. These are friends, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, but have you seen the video of his friend kicking the shit out of him in the middle of the street? No. Okay, I didn't see it until today, dude. Oh, and I'm gonna shit. show you when this pod is over. Who's his friend? Okay, so there. This let me finish the story. There's footage of Delante literally on his back, getting his ass kicked, stomped in the face, stomped Jesus. in the head, Whoa. dude straddles him punches him in the face because delante threw a bottle at him and they got in an argument what the argument was over i don't know the only reason why people fight like that is either over pussy or drugs okay right and i'm pretty sure by looking at delante it was drugs Mm -hmm. so the video comes out and we post saying you know the nba has to do something about this somebody needs to step in because delante does not look good. A lot of, and then every outlet posted. I'm not saying we were the first. I ripped it from clutch points, and then the score took over. Bleacher Report, everything, and a lot of, lot of people commented. A lot of people were talking about it. Yep. And the question that we all asked was, "Where's the NBA in this? What happened to Delonte West?" Right. 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 And. We got a lot of feedback on it, and Shams even reported on it. Jameer Nelson posted that night, his boy yeah. from St. Joe's. They had such a dynamic, fun backcourt. Two little guys that were just putting up buckets, right? I remember right? that year, man. They went undefeated that year. Undefeated, They went undefeated, Drew? and they, they ended up, I think they lost in the Final Four or the Elite Eight. Uh, but that was an unbelievable team that year. That was so much fun to watch. Those two little guys in the backcourt just dominating everybody. You know, and in in the climate right now, that is the NBA and the world as it is. Mental health is a is a real thing. Okay, yeah. a lot of people suffer from it. Delonte had problems a long time ago. It was showing up, you know, during his NBA career. We all know what happened in Cleveland that we don't even want to discuss because a we weren't there and nobody has like the you guys know what we're talking about Drew you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about which pretty much got him blackballed from the NBA not necessarily black definitely blackballed from Cleveland definitely definitely blackballed from playing with teammates you know what I'm saying like forming friendships if you do something that he supposedly did right um and when you already have issues like that you know, you can hit the downward spiral. We all can. Just because you're, you know, this just doesn't just happen to people with money. Like, it happens every single day. We've all been through this. It's how you deal with it. So, the question was, is the NBA going to step up and help? And the, and the answer is this. They've tried. I'm sure they have. No, They have. The NBA Players Association reached out and said, look... We 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 covered all Delonte's expenses from Dallas. That was his le- the last team he played with. Back to Maryland, where this happened. Now he still lives in D.C. with his mom. Supposedly, we paid for all those expenses. Danny Ainge gave, offered him a job to be a scout for the Celtics to scout the local talent and whatnot, and it, it he didn't want it. Wow. Some people do not want the help, right? Right. But when you Some look at... Some people need the medicine to know that they need the help. I, I The the proper right. medicine. Right. Not the alcohol, not the pills, right. not the, all that. And I don't know what his drug of choice is. I know for a fact he has demons and he has he has unresolved issues that he hasn't wanted to deal with yet, well, right? I think clinically, I think uh, as far as I know that he's he's dealing with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So you have different levels of, of you know... 
of why he might be acting this way, right? It but can, we don't know, be, and we can't. Could be drugs. It mm-hmm. could be. It could be a, just all of that. My guess is that it's probably a little bit of everything we're talking about. And you know, it's nice that the NBA offered their assistance in in you know getting him moved in and offered him a job. Um, I'm curious about you know paying for his medical care, right? That would be the thing that would make the most sense to me. It's like, all right, let's let's you know let's see if we can get this guy uh, in to see you know a doctor. Um, a psychiatrist let's get him in, in some actual people that that have degrees in getting him help and trying to figure out like what actually might be the issue for him and then trying to get him back on his feet and then maybe offering him a job as a scout or maybe offering him some sort of uh, position somewhere well i totally agree with you but i don't think the nba's focus is on delonte west of course they, it's they, not. they had said that they had extensively supported him financially and i talked to some of our nba guys and i asked hey could you right now, being a retired NBA player, say that you have an issue and could you get the care that you needed? And he said 100% right away. I believe that. All it is is a phone call. And especially with what it took, it took Kevin Love and it took DeMar Rosen to find, DeRozan, excuse me, to come forward and be like, yo, I have anxiety. I battle with depression occasionally um, to really bring this whole mental health thing to the, to the forefront. My thing is like, this goes with people I know every single day that are users that that don't understand that they have a problem. They don't want the fucking help, right? right? And course. they just want to be left the fuck alone. They want to do their thing. They want to do their thing. And if Delonte wants, look, look dude, uh, you know what's crazy, Drew? Neither one of them, him or his homie, didn't 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 say shit to the cops. They didn't press charges on each other. Nothing, right? Yeah, and yeah. so he's still sticking to the code. Like, I'm not snitching on anything. I heard that the cop that uh, that was seen in the video got suspended. He did because yeah. he was recording. He knew exactly who the fuck it was. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is there was people, take the video that I'm going to show you, uh, there's people sitting in cars, like, just parked watching the watching fight, the f- watching this man get his ass kicked in the middle of the street, and Jeez. you're not doing it. That's our generation now right well, now. Yeah. Pull out the phone. Don't don't pull out help. Yeah. Like, pull out the phone. Right. Um. I, I don't know, dude. It kind of it just breaks my heart because I, I also posted pictures of – like, Delonte was a really good basketball player. Very, very good. He beat the odds, too. Small, yeah. undersized, you know, not a great shooter, not great at anything except for he could play basketball. He was a good basketball player, for sure. And he's still young, dog. And I really feel that, like, in this, in this climate right now where mental health is so important in our society and the sports society um, – you know, even watching all the Aaron Hernandez shit, like the guy was going through some stuff. This comeback story, if he could get help, you know, it could be huge for the NBA and huge for himself to turn himself around. Yeah, definitely, and that's why I think it it has to start with like getting him some treatment, whatever form of treatment that is. If, if he has an addiction problem, there's places for that. If it's a mental health problem, there's places for that. If it's a combination of both, there's places for that. I mean. Well, but how do you control a grown man? I don't. Okay, no, no, again. no. There's no way to control, but you can force him to go to a rehab facility. Like that's what people do. It's called interventions. You can, you know, you can just take them. You know, obviously, uh, when you're of age, and there's specific places that it's all going to be at will. So he has the right to leave. You know, um, after the doctors clear him medically, right? But at the same time, there's definitely places where you can put him to at least try to, to break down whatever barriers that that he has up in his up in his head i read did you read what i posted what jameer said to him yeah i saw like, Jameer's he, and he said like i've reached out i talked to him he he needs prayers he needs help like if these guys can't reach him i just don't know dude without i agree it's not gonna be easy no especially for a guy who doesn't want help right it's it's but don't you remember the chris heron story like chris oh, heron yeah. was on heroin was buying heroin outside of the, the celtics arena and i'm not saying that Delonte's on heroin i don't know and i don't know his fucking demons all i know is what all of us else all of us saw the other day right and what we saw is somebody that's crying for help dude and we're all receptive to that and i just i i feel like he he has some people don't recognize how much love they really have dog and he has the support that he needs he could literally be the the greatest story as far as mental health goes to turn this bitch around and i think his story once it does turn around needs to be heard by younger people well hopefully it does turn around like, we got to start there, right? Because it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere. So it's got to start from square one. So hopefully that happens. Most of the people that probably 
Think about that. Like a lot of people have no idea who Delonte West is. They had right. to Google and like look up. You would need. I mean, especially the younger guys. Yes. You would have a need to watch the NBA for you know ten years, the last right. ten years at least, to know who that is. A lot of people don't even know who Jameer Nelson is. Right. Well, you know funny. what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Jameer. But we've seen this Jameer dog was money. We knew Jameer this was real good. We we saw the story with uh, with uh, Darius Miles. Who's, who was in the same position, bro, like lost everything, sleeping at his mom's house with a fucking gun under his under his pillow, deep depression. We saw it with Ricky Williams, dog, who just went through deep depression, didn't want anything to do with the freaking sport. You know what I mean? We're seeing it that, that, that there's there's little, there's it's it's little to us, but like Kevin Love said, he's got it. Anxiety and depression and, and, and DeMar DeRozan. Um, there, there needs to be like a spokesman, though, and I think – Delonte could be that guy if he could turn himself around. I don't think he wants to. And I'm calling it right now that if he doesn't use this opportunity, like I think this is God reaching out to him saying, like this shit went viral. And we're talking world star, TMZ, every media outlet in the world. If this isn't your wake up call that you have an issue, then you might not, you might not get this opportunity again. Mm -hmm. Going off of that real quick, you see the fight last night. That oh, shit was wild. Kansas, Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. Well, I think there was beef. There must well, have been some it's prior. A huge, it's a huge rivalry. Right. Right. Kansas, Kansas State, huge in-state rivalry. It's the only, I mean, Kansas definitely owns that basketball rivalry. But Kansas State has had some pretty good teams over the years, and it's always heated, that game. For those that didn't see, this all spurned from uh, Kansas trying to run out the clock, and Kansas State gets a, a late second steal and tries to go down and – Put a bucket in for, you know, just for no reason at all because the game was way over. And homie beat that shit D'Souza up. beat the <laughs> shit out of that shot and standed over, stood over the cat, stood over the guy. And then out of, you know, then Kansas State players just started shoving him. And you know what? I think, I think the aesthetics of this fight is much worse than the actual fight itself, right? Everyone's freaking out about the fact that this guy picked up a chair. Or a stool, yeah. or whatever it it's was. A weapon, dog. I get why it's a huge deal that he picked it up, but we all need to realize the kid didn't swing it. He he dropped it. He he, he picked it up. He thought about he, it. He picked it up, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You could see it in his head." He's like, "I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna drop this." He dropped it behind himself. He never swung it at anybody. I think he, you know there was one attempt, but that person was so far away that I the fight it could have been a lot worse, right? You know, especially like among all the different fights that we've seen there was very even very few punches even thrown that i saw there was two guys that ended up on the ground that i think especially like in the back end close to the student section i think that guy probably got his ass beat but outside of that d'souza really didn't do that much did he get suspended is he suspended indefinitely and i think you know granted even reaching for the stool is crossing the line. I think that's reflex, though. I do, too. Right. I mean, right. if you look at where he is when he decides to do that, he's in an alleyway surrounded mm-hmm. by people, and all he can see is a wall of K-State players. Mm-hmm. Kansas guys were starting to get in there a little bit, but it was like three versus six. And, I mean, again, it's a, it's a horrible <laughs> idea that he even realized in the moment right. that it was a bad idea to pick up a stool to defend himself or to use it on somebody. Uh, and he dropped it, and yes, he threw some punches, but there was nothing really landed. Like, dude, there's there's been so many fights. I mean, shit, dude. Like, if you go back uh, just a couple years ago, Cincinnati against Xavier, uh, crosstown rivals, that shit gets popping. Like, mm-hmm. and those are like those dudes are trading punches. You know, and, and in college basketball, NBA, and all sports, sometimes shit gets out of hand. And this one, you know, I think it went about as good as it could have gone for the riot that it was. I don't think it was that big of a deal to me. It's still bad, but it I, wasn't that bad. It, it was. It's bad, though, Drew. Back to your boy throwing the chair, though. You and I watch a lot of ID, first 48, like all this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And this is my comparison. Like, the dudes that they're about to pull, uh, you know, they're about to go carjack somebody or they're about to fucking go, you know, home invade and then that one homie like backs out real quick yeah and just bounces like I, I don't this. need to do this right not doing this. but they still get in trouble because yeah. they didn't go to the cops right but they made the right decision right to get out the homie homie was with it was with that life was about that life until 
it clicked in his head that I'm not about this don't, life. I don't need to do I this. Don't, I should not do don't this. I don't need to do this. So should, okay, I, should he be uh, suspended indefinitely? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think everybody needs to be sp- suspended that was involved in that fight. Yes, all across both teams. Both. I think there's a lot of players that deserve suspensions. And being the crosstown rival, though, like yeah. Kansas, Kansas State, that shit could have gone into the stands. The fans just, that shit could have been like World War III. And that's my point. Like, right. there was a lot of students right there. Right. And I'm, I'm actually really happy that none of those guys like jumped in. Like and there was fans on either side of those. Can you imagine alleys. if it's a Dodger Giant game oh, or a, or a Raider Charger game Bro. and that should happen? Yeah, and so like that's that's why I'm saying like right. in the in the grand scheme of like the crazy shit that's happened, like mm-hmm. that was that was bad, but it really wasn't you know off the wall something that we're gonna remember for the rest of our no. lives as being a crazy fight. No, nah, but it was cool for the moment. No, was, I should dude. Honestly, I like a fight. You know, I like that. I shit. like a good fight. I once like in a, a good while. fight, but I, I I do think the guy that that. To be quite honest, I, it, and this might sound stupid, but I think the guy that deserves the largest suspension is the one who started mm-hmm. the fight. Because they could have... The one that beat the shit up? No, like, no, not just Yeah, but he stood over he him, stood over stared at but him. But the guy that comes in and pushes and starts to throw, right. that's the guy that, that deserves the largest suspension along with D'Souza because he did, he crossed Who's him. the fucking dude that stole the ball? You deserve to get your ass kicked too, bro. <laughs> I think he kind of did. I think that you guy di- might have got stomped He on. did. <laughs> I saw some kicks thrown and you should. But you know what? Somebody will be like, well, you play until the buzzer sounds. The, Fuck you, dude. So that's the thing is that I will say that those two guys that ended up on the ground that were that looked like at two separate times there was I think it was both Kansas State players that ended up on the ground looked like they got punched they and kicked. I saw a now kick. that shit. I hadn't. I mean, I haven't seen those angles. If that happened, that's pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> if they were stomping homies in the face like that, oh, pretty... but bro, come on, you're down thirty, right? Yeah, it was. It was. It a was, wrap. A the game was a blowout. The game was a wrap. You just—he knew what he was getting himself into. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised if he's suspended for the rest of the season. <laughs> Uh, the way that NCAA is going about it, uh, you know, I just I don't think he deserves like a fucking twenty five games. No, nah, I agree. I give him ten. Let him play in March Madness and let him go. He's gonna he's gonna go to the league anyway. <laughs> that guy's had a rough time at Kansas. He's already violated a couple NCAA. Uh, Has he uh, really? Rules. <laughs> yeah. When he got there, uh, he had to sit out. I think at least one semester because of academic ineligibility. They were testing. Uh, the NCAA was checking on D'Souza. So he's he's not going to be long for Kansas anyway. He, it's time. time He'll be up. working out with Lamelo this this year, bro. You got some time off, bro. Yeah, he might have some time. <laughs> he might have some prep time. Hey, if you're not already on it, hop on the Patreon. Patreon backslash Clips and Drew. We put out an extra pod every single week. It's dope. We do a fan rank. You can be on the show. We're gonna give we give you more content every single week. We got another show. It's the same shit, just a little more fire, dude. Just a little more fire. We appreciate everybody that's screenshotting, letting us know. Keep doing it. Be creative with it. Yo, basketball Jones, you you post every single week, but you could be you could have a little more flavor with your posts, dog. With your screenshots, <laughs> you're an artiste, dog. Thanks for doing it. Anyway, you know, bro. thanks I, for support. Yeah, we appreciate. It. I just want a little more flavor from you, bro. I expect a little more. Hey, we appreciate everybody doing that. Um, I already, I think we already took him out with this song before. What? But I, yeah, I think I know, bro. Really? I I think we have, but I just love this song, and I've been on Pac for the past week. Okay. And crazy is my song. It's going crazy. Have we done that yet? I don't. I, nah, I don't, I don't think know. we have, bro. This is a classic Tupac, dude. We keep it popping. West Coast, California love. It's the follow through with clips in true. God, this pod was dope, dude. It was ghost. Last year was a hard, but life goes on. Bumping my head against the wall, learning right from wrong. They say my ghetto instrumental, to detrimental to kids. As if they can't see the misery in which they live. Blame me for the outcome, paying my record. Check it, don't have to bump this, but please respect it. I took a minus, and now the hard times are behind us. Turned into a plus, now they stuck living blinded. Hennessy got me feeling bad, time to stop drinking, rolling. And my drop top jack, what's that cop thinking? Sitting in my car, watch the stars and smoke. I came a long way, but still I got so far to go. Dear mama, don't worry, I'ma watch the snakes. Tell Setch that I love her, but it's hard today. I got the letter that she sent me, and I cried for weeks. This one came out when I tried to speak. All I heard was the time goes by, puffing on lies. Hoping that it gets me high. Got a nigga going Yeah.
sisters, sisters, it's time to fail. Cause even thug niggas pray. Open God, baby. I entered the game. Look how much I change. I'm no longer innocent. Casualties of fame. Made a lot of money, seen a lot of places. And I swear I seen a peaceful smile on my mama's face. When I gave her the keys to her own house. This your land. Your only son never became a man. Watch the time fly. I love my people do or die. But I wonder why. We scared to let each other fly. June 1671. The day mama pushed me out of room. Told me nigga get paid. No one can understand me. The black sheep, outcasted from my family. Now packing heat, I run the streets. A young runaway, live for the day. When you die, I can hear him say, Come on, time goes by. But for no lie, hoping that it gets me high. Got a nigga going crazy. I feel crazy. Time goes by. But for no lie, hoping that it gets me high. For my stress, this money's like a strong prescription drug. It's got me addicted to the pleasure and the pain it inflicted. Something about the paper with the pictures of the president's head. Damn, it's like a motherfucking plague that spread. It's epidemic, forgotten, forgotten. It got worse. I keep my head on straight, making money because it's learning. Making money makes a difference day by day, so you gotta stay paid, no doubt. Day in and day out, this life is like a vicious cycle called fighting to live. No matter how hard you try, see death, you gotta die. A lot of my peers didn't make it to the years to come. Dear life, do them right, or dear life, leave them done. Who has the answers? I wonder. I turn to my elders, they aged and experienced, but they can't even tell you or tell me that they'll be right at the end of the road. Why? Cause they don't even know a million things run through my mind.